A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey, when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with a particular task, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanksgiving this year was unlike any Thanksgiving we had known. Still, we found as we looked back over this very unusual year that there were many reasons for giving thanks. In a new book out this week, Let Us Dream the Path to a Better Future, Pope Francis reflects on this year of COVID-19 pandemic. These are moments in life, he writes, that can be ripe for change and conversion. Each of us have had our own stoppage, or if we haven't yet, we will someday, illness, the failure of a marriage or a business, some great disappointment or betrayal. As in the COVID-19 lockdown, These moments generate a tension, a crisis that reveals what is in our hearts. In every personal COVID, so to speak, in every stoppage, what is revealed is what needs to change. Our lack of internal freedom, the idols we've been serving, the ideologies we've tried to live by, the relationships we have neglected. This is a moment to dream big, to rethink our priorities, what we value, what we want, what we seek, and to commit to act in our daily life on what we have dreamed of. To come out of this crisis better, we have to recover the knowledge that as a people, we have a shared destination. The pandemic has reminded us that no one is saved alone. In our first reading, the prophet Isaiah is giving voice to the lament of the children of Israel. You, O Lord, are our Father, yet you have hidden your face from us. The children of Israel have returned home from exile in Babylon, but this is not the homecoming they imagined. The city of Jerusalem is in ruins. Life as they remembered it has been turned upside down. It feels as if God has abandoned them. God seems distant, hidden above the clouds in the darkness of the heavens, just as it was in the beginning when there was only a formless void, tohu vabohu in Hebrew, and then God said, let there be light. Isaiah implores God to tear open the heavens once again and come down. But as the prayer continues, 
Isaiah remembers a different story, a God who was not seen from a distance, but the one who was walking in the garden, fashioning the human one out of the clay of the ground. Like clay in the potter's hands, we bear the fingerprint of our Maker. We are made in the image and likeness of God, a God who gets his hands dirty. We are all the work of your hands, and with us, God is recreating the world. Seeing God in this way, our prayer is not so much as to change God, but rather to change us, that we might become the presence of God in the world. We are all the work of God's hands. Jesus is God made visible. We open the Gospel of Mark, not in the beginning, but just before the Passion begins. Mark is training our eyes, alerting us to the presence of God among us. In today's Gospel, we hear the same command that Jesus gave to the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. Keep awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Mark is alerting us to a very important shift that is about to take place. It might come in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn. These four moments correspond to the hours of the Passion. The word Passion means passive. When the Passion begins, Jesus' active life comes to an end. Jesus is no longer the one who does but the one who is done too. The handing over of Jesus represents a transition from action to passivity. In the evening at the Last Supper, Jesus hands over his life in the Eucharist. At midnight in the Garden of Gethsemane, he is handed over by Judas who betrays him. At Cockrow, he is handed over by Peter who denies him in the courtyard of the high priest. And at dawn, he is handed over to be crucified. All of these moments look to us to be moments of defeat, as if God is absent. But Mark is alerting us to see that just the opposite is happening. This is where we will find God in what appears as failure, powerlessness, and death. The emphasis is not that Jesus passes from success to failure, but that he passes from doing to receiving what others do, from working to waiting, from the role of subject to that of object, and from action to passion. It's from this word passion that we derive the word patient in English. The patient in the hospital exemplifies most strongly what it is to be done to. In Romans chapter 8, Paul wrote, God, who did not spare his own son, handed him over for us all. So God is the one who depends on us for how God is going to live out the divine presence among us. It is the passion of God, God waiting for us, who in a very mysterious way allows us to decide how God will be God. 
Advent means to come. We imagine that we are waiting for the coming of God into the world, but it is God who is waiting for us to incarnate divine love. God, waiting for us, we are all the work of your hands to make Christ present in the world. We're not asking God to tear open the heavens and come down. We are asking the God who has already come to earth in Christ to give us the strength to be the answer to the prayers we voice.